Welcome on the Barricades. My name is Bojan Stanislavski. I'm going to be your host today and I invited Silvia Rupeltova. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi. Right, so Silvia is a journalist and a writer from Slovakia, author of books and numerous articles. And I invited her because I'd like to discuss this new demonic figure that is now your prime minister in the Republic of Slovakia, one Robert Fico. And uh, we've heard so many things about him uh, that, you know, he is uh, he's being groomed by the Kremlin, that, you know, he supports Russia in this war with Ukraine, that uh, he is against uh, any kind of measures uh, or he used to be against any kind of measures during the years of the pandemic and so on and so forth. Anyway, he is evil, walking evil. That's that's the, the kind of thing that you get when you read the mainstream press, including in our region, the former Eastern Bloc. So I'd like you to begin, perhaps, uh, before we reply with it's uh, th these smears make any sense i'd like you to perhaps begin uh descri by describing a little bit like who robert fitzer actually is and and what he stands for yeah okay well uh you mentioned that he's a new evil or a new demon no 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 he's been an evil or a demon for for ages and in slovakia and in, in, Slo yeah. in, in, in slovakia well yeah probably he was not so much known abroad uh he came actually prime minister for the first time in 2006 i think or seven yeah. And uh, so he's absolutely not a new figure. Uh, he started as a social democrat and he still represents himself and his party as a social democratic party. Uh, then he was, from the very beginning, uh, he started to be accused of all the, all those things that are unacceptable. First he was a Bolshevik, then he was a communist, then as the time passed, uh, he became uh, Russophile and uh, nationalist and racist and, uh, and, and, and etc. Et and so on and so forth. But that was especially during his first and second, uh, se second government. And there were many things to criticize, of course. Uh, the problem is that now when he was re-elected, very clearly re-elected in the last uh, uh, last elections, uh, there was a huge uh, mess. The half of the country wanted to emigrate because uh, in the press you could you could only read that uh, he supported uh, Putin and not Ukraine, which is not true actually. Uh, <clears throat> that uh, that he will destroy Slovakia's uh, international reputation. Uh, because that, Slovakia, of course, yeah. has a fantastic international reputation. Yeah, business, yeah, and that the Slovakia has no future. And so everything was uh, very, very, very much exaggerated, of mm. course. Uh, even if you want to be critical to Robert Fico, this was something really abs abs absolutely not, uh, not appropriate. And it happened in very specific situation. You know, when Robert Fico stopped being a prime minister, uh, four years ago or so because uh, there was a uh, this upheaval uh, after the murder of Jan Kuciak, the journalist. Yeah, let's his, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's talk about it a little bit because you yeah. said um, because that's 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 yeah. important part of the past of Robert Fico, Robert Fico's past or at least past attached to him. Uh, because uh, there was this uh, horrendous murder in 2018, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the beginning of the year. Yeah, uh, of a journalist and his wife or fiance, yeah, or, right? Awesome. And uh, then Robert Fito, well, the only thing that apparently he had to do with it, quote unquote, was that it happened under his reign. Yeah. But there was, there is no evidence, from what I gather. Correct me if I'm wrong, connecting him or his administration to anyone even remotely close yeah. to this criminal act. Right. Yeah, uh, as I noticed that the foreign media now, when he's re-elected again, 
uh, not for the first time, uh, they, they write that he is directly connected somehow with the murder, uh, which poses Slovakia then in a very strange lie, because that would say that the Slovaks now voted for him in spite that he is a murderer. Mm -hmm. But of course, he was never accused officially of, of uh, having killed someone. The only thing is really that it happened when uh, he was a he was a prime minister and there was this massive heel really the people were protesting in the street the movement so-called uh, uh, so-called Slušne uh, Slovensko and uh, they actually they really the media especially the media represented it as uh, the murder as an act as a consequence of the regime of Robert Fico as the, the corruption and which he was accused of and of course in his uh, in his governments there, there were cases of corruption but there were absolutely no clues to to connect him i'd like to focus on uh, for a little while are the achievements because i think that if uh, there's anything that prompted people to actually vote for fito again despite this campaign mm -hmm. that's uh, been launched and relaunched pretty much every step of the way uh, during his career uh, then it's precisely because I mean, that's yeah. that's the kind of intuition that I have. Uh, it's precisely because people remember the achievements. And uh, please add to the list, but off the top of my head, uh, he removed the initial payment that you had to make every time you go to see a doctor. He uh, made the train rides free for students, for elderly people. Uh, and uh, yeah, what else? Well, uh... This this thing the, the, these things they were considered rather to be cosmetic, but they already were like uh, signs of Bol Bolshevism or communism mm -hmm. that was perceived by the media as something very problematic. And so then you can then you can imagine then that that if you have the tendency to to privatize completely the scholar and healthcare system, then of course it is a problem. And already at that time many big uh, institutions well were already privatized. So what he did uh in 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 those times he prevented the healthcare system to be privatized and uh, also there were tendency to to for for the for the universities to be paid and so on and so this didn't happen and this was much of his achievement but of, but but again it was very bad perceived very bad perceived in the in the in the in, in, in the media and so especially the young people they somehow tended to 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 criticize it or to to see it as something problematic. So they, they criticize the fact that they have yeah. university education free. Um, I mean, not generally, but yeah, there were tendencies to criticize it because they say that then you will have average education, for instance, or average uh, healthcare system if you do not pay. And especially, of course, if the old people do not pay because they go there every five minutes and then you have to wait and, mm -hmm. you know, all these kind of things. So, yeah, there, I mean, the massive propaganda there, there it was always, it was okay. always. Okay, well, so, you know, he, he, he was demonized pretty much from, well, ever since, right? Then, the, yeah, okay, very, very okay, but then the, the campaigns against him uh, are nothing new. But again, he was re-elected well, on the basis of the fact that people remember those achievements, right? I think partly. Okay. I think. So what's the, what's the uh, other? I think, of course, partly. Uh, but the other reasons are especially connected. It it was also an act, I would say, of a revolt. I don't think that the majority of people who voted for him were like extremely satisfied with him. But, uh, you know, we have to remember then his 
that that he sees that he, that he that he stopped being a prime minister after the after the murder of Jan Kuciak of the journalist Jan Kuciak and his fiance, and uh, he was shortly replaced by Peter Pellegrini, and then the people quite massively voted for Igor Matovich as a adve really adventurous party, and it was a really adventurous government who who said who, who said that they were struggling that they were fighting against the corruption established by Fico and people really voted for 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 this because somehow they believed mm -hmm. in a corruption but what what happened was that the pandemic came mm -hmm. and uh, the new government was uh, resulted to be absolutely incapable of uh, of managing anything because there were no uh, no experts no politicians no people with any sort of specialized education and so after the four four year of complete chaos of complete chaos and um, and just the vengeance that was against Fizzo and his and his people but not only against those politicians but you know what happened is that the society is completely devised and you have those who who now uh, voted for Fizzo, all of them are labeled as someone who is degenerated, retrograded, who but is- But that's the majority of the yeah. electorate, so. And that's the majority of the electorate. So actually, this so is there's a, a small the, group of Slovaks who consider themselves yeah. to be very exclusionary yes, and they exactly. and then the rest are yeah, basically exactly. useless. Yeah, and these exclusive Slovaks or these elites or elitarists, I would say, uh, they say, of course, that the former government was a catastrophe, but it still was better than Fico because now with Fico we are going to be a new colony of Russia. Yeah, okay. I mean, many, many, many of them believe so because Fico said that he is against the delivery of guns to Ukraine, yeah. continuing delivering guns to Ukraine. Yeah, okay, so let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the, the, the demonization that's going on now. So first of all, he does not uh, want to support Ukraine endlessly until the last Ukrainian, as the saying goes. Uh, and uh, I wonder, is this the only thing that they spin this around right now? Because that's a very fashionable thing, you know, or that used to be at least until a couple of months ago. Now things are changing a little bit, but uh, that's uh, that's something that, you know, in Poland, for example, saying that you're against supplying Ukraine with weapons, that basically a couple of months ago would end your career, mm -hmm. you know, and yet, despite similar atmosphere, I'm sure, developing in Slovakia uh, at the time, he was able to not only not end his career, but become a prime minister, yeah. partially thanks to saying that. So how do you how do you explain this? Well, uh, the first uh, first to say the elites explain explain it with a new theory that it's somehow in the Slovak uh, DNA and somehow retrograde DNA because we are a peasant. So now it's genetics. It's not yeah, genetics. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's rather genetics, and that there are many people who somehow and that it's also, for instance, an influence of Russia mentality. Uh, some Russian traditions in the Slovak um, national development because they uh, and that this Russophilia is something in our genes uh, that we that we even though we belong to the Western society somehow we are influenced by the Byzantines and the Orthodoxy which is retrograded you know sort of really conspiracy nonsense yeah and so where are and, they getting and, this from I'm very and, curious and, and, and so nobody is really 
really reflecting the reality, and the reality is that the majority of the population of Slovakia really voted for Fico, and not because they like them or, or, or so, uh, but because they saw it as, a, as a, the only one solution to the complete chaos, Mm-hmm. And I would say also an attack on the on the on the human dignity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I really would say so because, for instance, I myself, if I can say so, I I I, I never thought about voting for Fico. To, uh, but as I was really during uh, weeks or uh, re- really observing the situation, how the people who wanted to vote for him or were thinking just somehow differently, that they were immediately labeled as pro-Putinist, pro pro-Fizzo, that's the one group, of course, mm. because if we are voting for Fizzo, that means that we are pro-Putin, uh, that you are somehow who, who is old and who has no, no education, doesn't speak any languages, who has actually no right to vote. And all those peasants from the countryside uh, who need to be taught how to vote and what to think and how to be remake, uh, re- remade in a way. So I think this was also very, very, very essential attack of the human dignity and maybe for some people also the national dignity. Yeah, well, I think this question of dignity is pretty important uh, in our region, you know, in Eastern Europe, the former Eastern Bloc, because that's uh, what you just said reminds me a lot about the situation in Poland, because uh, for the last almost 10 years, almost nine years, really, uh, we've had this government uh, led by law and justice and, uh, you know, the chairman of law and justice, Jaroslav Kaczynski, who you know, used to be really a kind of petty dictator of the internal political process here. And the, the everybody, uh, everybody that were against law and justice would be saying exactly this. Oh, dictatorial mentality, yeah. Byzantine, whatever, Russian uh, uh, influence, uh, Eastern, uh, anti, uh, anti, um, anti-Western, and so on and so forth, uh, which made no sense. Uh, I mean, on its face, it's just ridiculous. I can't think of any of, of a single person that would go and vote for Kaczynski or his party mm-hmm. going like, oh, I'm against the West. You know, I really want to, you know, I want to have Kaczynski because I'm against the West. Or I don't know, I yeah. really want Russia to come or something like that. Of course, Kaczynski, uh, unlike uh, Fito or unlike Orban, he, uh, he, he's, a, he he's very hawkish against Russia. And, uh, and that's one of the major differences. But then, you know, the way he was actually flirting with the people and flirting with the electorate was that, look, I'm going to give you something and I'm going to give it to you not because I want to throw money at, you know, at the society or at the problem, at the social problem, but because you deserve it. And that was the narrative. And because you deserve it, because you're Polish, because it doesn't matter whether you speak foreign languages, it doesn't matter whether you don't live in Warsaw, it doesn't matter whether you're vegan or eco-vegan or whatever, uh, or, you know, what, what, like your identity is very uh, traditional and so on and so forth. You go to church, that's very good. You know, so he was playing this, uh, this, this uh, dignity card all the time. And finally, it just became a war between those who were empowered by Kaczynski and those who were basically waiting to to rearrange the things again in a way that the plebeian part of the society is subordinate yeah. to uh, to the rule and to the dictat dictat yeah. of the uh, of the enlightened part yeah. of society. So is it is it something similar? Yeah, it's very similar. Actually, yeah. it's more or less uh, more or less the same. 
Uh, again, the problematic thing with FITSO from, from my point of view, uh, well, it's it's uh, not so much connected with the war in Ukraine because FITSO said immediately after after, after being re-elected that uh, he was not going to stop the aid to, to, to Ukraine. He was just not going to send arms, send, send, send arms, which is not the same thing. But of course, it was interpreted like that very, very, very easily and immediately. Uh, but there was, like Orban, which is true, uh, this very strong anti-migration rhetoric, mm -hmm. which is, of course, very easy in, mm. in, in, in Slovakia. And, and he or his party members, especially, uh, were using it regularly, even, even, even before, in a way, in an aggressive way, in a, in a way of racistic way. Okay, but, so this, was, but so, this was not so much, I suppose, because he really is a genuine racist, but probably because he wanted to be more populist. That's the kind of... of course, and, and this works in our, yeah, our you know, geographical, yeah, yeah, the, the area here. Yeah, definitely, just, definitely. Yeah. De definitely. That was not his racism or his fascism or anything like that. In my opinion, it should have been done in a different way. But mm. uh, I don't think that it was specially racist or yeah. so. That was just a political calculation. It still is a political calculation. Okay, uh, but let's talk a little bit about the political culture that actually allows this combination. Because for Western viewers, and you know, you can see it even on the, you know, in the comment section uh, mm -hmm. of our videos, you will see that people are asking questions about like, how is it possible that you have, you know, this, uh, this kind of uh, party that represents this sort of political tradition, and then it would incorporate something from other political traditions. Mm -hmm. I personally uh, think that this happens that now, now the political compass is completely broken anyway. And you know, the left does things that the right wing used to do and the other way around. So I, I, I don't I don't really think it's so important. But I think it is what is essential is to uh, describe the kind of um, political culture that is characteristic for our region. And I think it is important to say that people like this combination. I mean, our people like this combination of like a traditionalist elements with social democratic yeah. uh, basis. Yeah. And this is just, this is just something that, you know, for many, too many appears strange, weird, maybe dangerous, but this is what we are. This is the way we function. This yeah. is the way our societies are kind of motivated politically to, uh, you know, participate in, in the political process, you know, to the extent uh, that you know, it is, of course, possible structurally, but that's that's what we are. That's why I think that many parties traditionally, well, not traditionally, but new right wing parties like uh, those who model themselves on the American libertarians, like, you know, they want they want everything to be very conservative and ev very liberal at the same time in terms of economy. Th those parties never take root in our uh, in our countries because this is so alien to the dna to the political yeah. dna of, of our of our societies and i feel that fito is just you know he's he is representing a trend which is massive not only in slovakia but pretty much everywhere and i wonder to what extent those people who are attacking him are aware of this that he's a typical product of typical political understanding perception you know, this is maybe more typical for the East European societies yeah, like like yeah. like like ours. But there are the tendencies also also in the West Europe, maybe yeah. in France or in Spain. You can see it also with the rise of nationalism or these uh, right wing parties like Marine Le Pen, etc. Et, et and uh, Fitz also was accused of being such a nationalist, like in that way of Marine Le Pen and Orban and and whatever. And there is there is the strange moment 
uh, well, which is not so strange. I think that it again it has to do with the dignity, and and especially with the dignity of the so-called common people from the uh, from, from from the countryside who politically might be. Uh, more manipulative uh, manipulated maybe but those those people are somehow those who, who who lost in the transformation process who somehow stayed in the periphery and about whom nobody takes care and so again i would say that this is more about the the the, the blessed dignity of the societies and and uh, and uh, the the gap between the so-called uh, elite, elites from the cities or the educated people mm -hmm. who are not so educated at all, but they, mm -hmm. they consider themselves so, and uh, and the countryside, mm -hmm. which is somehow the province, the, yeah, prov the, the, the province, like which tend to be more traditional, of course, more religious, more well, they they have different uh, they have different values and perceive things uh, and changes in the society differently, and they feel. They, they they really feel they are frustrated and they feel that they are abandoned. So and I they think, are they and, are and, and, and in fact they are abandoned. Yeah. So I think that Robert Fitzo and many others uh, can feel somehow that in this way is also blessed something that should not be blessed and this is the dignity of the ordinary people exactly. and this is also something which which sounds very archaic, but it's uh, something like the national identity. Mm -hmm. And uh, in Slovakia specifically, it has to do with some, in my opinion, it has to do with some cultural specialty that, that we have, that we still somehow aren't, uh, <clears throat> there, is, there is no such self-confidence as you have in Poland, for instance, or I don't know, in Bulgaria. And it's something very unmodern in the 21st century, but it's something also that we've taken from the 19th century that we consider ourselves someone who is very young and uh, who has no tra no traditions, no rulers, no no historical elites, and so really we have to prove to the world that we are as good as the others, even without the the elites, mm -hmm. which in my opinion is nonsense completely. But this lack of cultural uh, continuity uh, somehow in the 21st century or in the modern ages uh, age uh, creates this specific situation that we have generally in Eastern Europe but I mean not not only yeah yeah so, so yeah so Fitzo he tries somehow to connect the, the the traditions of the ordinary people and the dignity of the ordinary people uh, so also, social democratic uh, measures for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So somehow uh, to be traditionalist, somehow who respects the tradition, who respects the religion, uh, who respects the ordinarity and ordinary people, and to be modern also in a social democratic. But way. do you think it yeah. ca it has to do also? I mean, the the question of dignity and the question of of respecting the ordinary person, the average person, yeah. you know, the average citizen. Yeah. Uh, do you think it also has to do with the fact, and, and perhaps the, the, the question of patriotism or however you want to refer to it, uh, the, the set of ideas that you just explained, do you think uh, that uh, this has to do also with some kind of, th that this is a response to this self-hatred 
that is offered by the liberal people, or liberally, uh, you know, people who like to present themselves as liberals in Eastern Europe, they not, oh, yeah. they, 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 it's not like they necessarily are actually liberal, oh, yeah. but this is how they think about themselves. And there is a lot of, you know, in Poland, in Bulgaria, in many other countries, I'm sure, there's a lot of hatred towards their own nation, you know, yeah. and, and uh, this is something that uh, the we are right wing, the first, yeah, like, like, so uh, can you can you speak a little bit about this phenomenon in in Slovakia and how it developed? And, and how you know Fito is reacting against that? Yeah, it's a it's a very complex issue. Of course, the fact is that uh, somehow uh, we identified ourselves as a nation two hundred years ago or so. Well, before it was not a question because there were no national states uh, in. We were a part of a Greater Hungary, and uh, so the, in, and, and then as a part of First Czechoslovak Republic. So it's only something more than hundred years ago, and as a as an independent state, it's only thirty years. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we always were thought during the 20th century we we would we would be thought that uh, we are the peasant nations we had no elites we had no kings we had no uh, whatever during the communism many intellectuals were just calmed down and um, just erased from the from the history which was which is a pity and so many people really think that um, we have no history and we have to do our own uh, own own history during the 20th century there were very problem there were a lot of problematic chapters because as you know uh, during the second world war the so-called independent slovakia was a satellite of uh, fascist germany and uh, they were deliberate deportations of uh, 60,000 Jews from uh, from from Slovakia. So, and that was and 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 the president was a Catholic priest. So, someone who represented the ordinary people, uh, the, the common, common or the culture of all, yeah. yeah. And uh, then in Slovakia, it's very 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 important. Uh, somehow, it's still inherently it it, it lives someone in the, in the in, in the heads. Uh, it, you you cannot be surprised if someone ask 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 you and are you Lutheran or are you or, or are you Catholic? Uh, this is not a nonsensical question in Slovakia because usually those who were connected with Lutheranism were those enlightened. The oh, so even has that aspect. Okay. Yeah, 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 very, 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 very much. The the members of the national movements and literary movements in 19th century were all almost all Lutherans. Mm -hmm. uh, ordinary people with no education were almost all Catholics. So there is really this aspect of city and uh, the elite yeah, but... and the ordinary people and it leaves and then you had and and, and then you had the second world war mm -hmm. and the catholic priest as a, as a as a fascist president of the of the state and this trauma of course never disappeared completely it's not so many years ago yeah, okay that, but so... that's something that you obviously want to discuss right i mean it happened not so many years ago yeah. this is something that can be yeah. disputed and it, but i believe that it can easily be discussed without demonization of people who are present in today's politics uh, like well, it should be it yeah, should be possible yeah it should be possible you're right. But then, uh, you know, the question of mathematics, uh, it's not it's not a question that I often pose in our programs. But look, uh, people, ordinary, so-called ordinary people, OK, let's quote unquote ordinary people. There is more ordinary people than extraordinary people. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's just the extraordinary people. Do they even uh, do they even sometimes think about it like there is more of the other? So they will they can vote us out every once in a while. And uh, also, you know, their he the, the hegemony of the extraordinary citizens is, is very fragile because it can always be undermined 
even in these quantitative terms, like yeah. you know, just people can go and vote for each other. Like, yeah, like, like now, like like it like it happened now actually. And yeah, exactly. And, and, and they are so surprised. But they yeah, exactly. They are surprised, but they are surprised at an obvious fact. I mean, this is just yeah. there is more villages and more small towns than big cities, right? Yeah. So uh, why are they surprised? Because they do they hope, like in Poland, for example, they hope that uh, that you know those people will be will stay there in their homes. They're gonna stay. They're gonna stay there. Go to church. I don't know. Maybe go somewhere. Well, hang around their village. But they would not. They, they should be kept in a state where they don't vote, where they don't take part in the public life. Yeah. Actually, and that, that's what the Polish extraordinary citizens yeah, would be. Our extraordinary, our extraordinary people, they didn't have the tendency to completely forbid voting, but they had the tendency somehow to re-educate ah, and okay. to to say that well, the younger members of the family should somehow re-educate their grandparents, even though it can be really very complicated and nerve-breaking. But I like it because that's, that's at least, you know, they, they are trying to prompt someone to have a discussion. So that's yeah. good because here, for for example, we had this sort of call, uh, steal your grandma's yeah, identity yeah, card so you know, that she cannot Facebook, vote. You, know, you this, could say on Facebook, young, quite young people were uh, were posting the photographs of their grandmothers and grandfathers. You know, this is my grandmother. She's 85 years old and she voted for progressive Slovensko, for progressive Slovensko. Be like my grandmother because well, she... Well, that's much better than yeah, the Polish yeah. <laughs> kind of no, idea. No, no, that yeah. is not maybe so aggressive than in Poland, but I found it really 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 ridiculous and they were trying to convince their grandparents to to do something for the future because they are already old but the grandchildren are young and they they need to have some mm -hmm. future uh, so that they can stay in slovakia this was the very 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 slogan uh, before the election we want to stay in slovakia and if you want to stay in slovakia you cannot vote for fico Mm -hmm. And I will emigrate to I don't know if 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 it says. But that's blackmail, like blackmail, right? I mean, I'm gonna emigrate if you vote yeah, Fitzroy. That was quite uh, massive. That was really quite massive. Okay. This was quite massive. That was like 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 everywhere, and people were like, no, it 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 won't be possible to stay in the take in the fascist dictatorship, and yeah. it will be like in Hungary with uh, and Orban and. Um, Okay, but of course, I, you know, just uh, for the record, there is no evidence that there's any attempts of establishing any sort of even remote, any, any sort of regime even remotely close to dictatorship, let alone no. fascist dictatorship. No, 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 even though the journalists really tried to, they, they, they try to do their best. Uh, when Fico had his first press conferences in, uh, in, in, in Brussels and in Bratislava, uh, I think that he was doing very well. I think that he was quite calm and he... He knows how to speak and he's convincing, he's not stupid at all. And, and he's know, a seasoned politician. And he's exactly, exactly. Well, probably the only one. I don't know if there is in Slovakia. Uh, in Slovakia. Yeah. I, well, maybe not the only one, but I cannot think of anybody else in the moment. And, you know, the journalists who were there were people around 25 years old or 20 from, I don't know, French media and that media and that media. And they only repeated what they had learned. Exactly. About Phrases the, I've heard. Uh, that's uh, all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, and Fico was quite OK. But when he heard that, that when he heard that, well, uh, Mr. Fico, uh, Mr. Yeah. Fico, you are you are you are very much connected with the case of the murder of the journalist in Slovakia. Well, he lost his nerves yeah, he and, and, he, and he explained like, how come that? What, what are you telling to me? What do you know about it? And of course, she knew nothing. nothing yeah. And of course, uh, so, so this enrages many people. How dare Fitzos say something like this to the French journalist?
Yeah, because French journalists is more important more than your own the, prime minister. I know. Yeah, I mean, this yeah, is part of yeah. the self-hatred. Like, exactly, you know, this yeah, is yeah, amazing. Exactly, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then it was the same uh, with the, the help or not help to, to Ukraine. I saw the press conference. It was in Brussels. And there were a lot of Slovak uh, journalists, some of them I know. And they were really right just to, just to try him to provoke, to say something that they could really okay. accuse him. Yeah, of. so so this was not a genuine, pre- I mean, there were, this was a pre- genuine press conference on his part, but this was not a genuine participation of journalists on, well, on the part of the media, in a sense that they were not trying to figure out what he stands for, what he's going to do, mm-hmm. whatever his actions, uh, whatever his plans are for, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the uh, upcoming period. No, it was just an attempt to basically provoke him to say something yeah. that they can s- spin around their propaganda yeah. afterwards, yeah. right? Now, but tell me a little bit, because I understand why he's a Putinist, because he doesn't want to arm Ukraine and, you know, he doesn't want to have this war until the last Ukraine or whatever. But uh, why, when they speak about him as a fascist or something like that, how, what, what arguments, quote unquote, are they using? Yeah, okay. Well, he's not uh, being spoken as a fascist usually, or maybe some, maybe some. Okay, but, but what about this? Like, but dictatorship, but there are, yeah, dictatorship or some tendencies yeah. that he's aligned with the fascists, mm-hmm. and uh, well, that and well, if he's uh, if he's anti-immigration, then he's a racist, etc. Uh, well, uh, that also has to do with the self-confidence of the Slovaks, those, the, the better Slovaks and mm-hmm. the worse Slovaks, of course. The ordinary, you know, the, the ordinary, ordinary, and the extraordinary. <laughs> Uh, because it was Fico who, in 2006 or seven, when he for the first time became a prime minister and his party smer, they really tried to re-establish the the, the celebration of of uh, International Day of Women or of uh, or the end. No, not the end of the Second World War. Not that that was, that was always okay, but uh, celebration of the Slovak National Uprising. Mm-hmm which during communism, during the period of communism, was very popular, of course, because it was interpreted as a, as a fight of communists against fascists, which, of course, that was not so simple, because there were not only communists who were fighting fascism, but we were thought so during uh, socialism. So somehow it kept the minds of the people that somehow who would like to celebrate Slovak national uprising is a dictator, is a communist. All right. So uh, I understand how they position him as a Putinist or something just because he doesn't want to arm Ukraine until the last Ukrainian and so on and so forth. But uh, what about fascism, dictatorship? Why would he be uh, like what kind of arguments, quote unquote, are used to uh, promote this kind of smear? Yeah, yeah, then they'll say that he is a fascist. That would be really too much even for, uh, for, for, for them for the extraordinary, uh, but he, that he's aligned with fascists and, uh, well, that's, that, that's something that some, some, sometimes he's accused of. Well, so when he started as a social democrat in 2006 or seven, he really may immediately uh, wanted to celebrate the Slovak national uprising, for instance, which was a it, which is a national day, and uh, and it always was. And uh, during during communism, it was the, one of the one of the biggest uh, uh, memorial memorial days. And somehow it sticked in the heads of people that uh, that were that were only communists who fight it against fascism. So it was just uh, just uh, some communist celebration, and everybody everybody who wants to celebrate Slovak national uprising must be a communist. 
and must be a dictator and, uh, and must subsequently must be a dictator and of course that was really that was that was really uh, ridiculous those, those times that that's just uh, very interesting uh, the liberal media in those those times were writing about national Slovak national uprising as uh, something that helped to open the road to gulag Oh my God. Really, yeah, yeah. These people, these pro-Western, pro-democratic people were writing about this as someone, as something that it helped to open the way to Gulag. Yeah. And, uh, and so Fico celebrating this opening to Gulag, of course, must have been a Bolshevik. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they argumented uh, par uh, with something which is partly true, that during communism, we were thought that Slovak national uprising was something completely communist to fight against the fascism, which was not true, but somehow this stayed in the minds even of the very well, so-called very well educated people. Mm -hmm. And I think that they should have been happy that Fico wanted to celebrate it, but no, that time they were not. But as the time, as the time passed, and then in 2016, I think for the first time, a real nationalist party or a real fascist party became uh, became a, a part of, of, of the of, of parliament the Kotleba the Kotleba party well suddenly everybody was shocked how come that we have real fascists mm -hmm. uh, in the in in the parliament and suddenly everybody started to celebrate the Slovak national uprising mm -hmm. because it was really something some movement that that fought fascism in the during the second world war and since then every good citizen, every extraordinary citizen is celebrating the Slovak national uprising as a symbol of a fight against fascism. And somehow Fico now, because he sometimes collaborates... It's just confusing everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, so, so now Fico has nothing to do with, uh, with the fight, fight with, with the celebration of Slovak national uprising. And this year we had two commemorations, which uh, one official, well, it was not official, one big uh, in Banska Bystrica, led by Fico, who spoke there, and the second one for the exclusive part of the society, led by our president, Zuzana Čaputova. Okay. You know, uh, one more thing that I kind of, uh, uh, that, that popped up in my mind while you were discussing that, you know, he would be accused of, like Fico would be accused of being a Bolshevik because he wanted to uh, re- uh, uh, to re-establish the tradition of celebrating certain uprising and so on and so forth. You know, that, that makes me think of how convoluted is the anti-communism uh, in Eastern Europe because uh, it's it's so ideologically, mm -hmm. um, it's so heavy, so thick, you know, so dense. Uh, it, it's, it's almost yeah. part of the identity of the political classes like throughout uh, the former Eastern Bloc. And I'm just thinking that it's so ridiculous because you know, you can't celebrate an anti-fascist uprising because that would be communism. You can't have free healthcare because that, that would, would be communism. You can't have fu properly functioning public transit available or cheap or for free because that would be communism. You know, I mean, this this obsession with like, oh, we have to be very careful. We, we, we have to make sure that life is not so easy because that would be communism. I mean, that's just so ridiculous. And I wonder, does it really play out this way in Slovakia too? And is, is Fico somehow, you know, part of, of uh, uh, a victim sort of of this, uh, this, this mechanism? Oh, this... yeah, from the very beginning, as I, yeah. as, as I told you, everything what he did was communism yeah. and uh, still is. Now it may be replaced by the uh, Russophilia mm -hmm. for, for a time, then I don't know what will come. Yeah.
Yeah, okay, but uh, you're, you're, what you're trying to say, uh, I, I understand, is that those people are creative. So we will see what comes next as a kind of campaign. Definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely. But I think that it's also a part of some uh, some bigger or bigger movement that it's not only typical for Slovakia or Eastern Europe, but actually that, that's something that really has to do with this expanding neoliberal capitalism mm -hmm. we live uh, we live in and with the tendencies and the pressures that mm -hmm. really people are victim of even the exclusive ones yeah know. yeah absolutely but uh you know for the end i just want to ask this uh, do you think that the opposition of the extraordinary citizens and their parties do you think that this opposition is strong enough to maybe um to maybe sabotage some uh you know the functioning of fito's government do you think they could they could really make trouble well, they will try probably to do really everything possible to provoke uh, Fitz's government. But to provoke to do what? Uh, I don't know, maybe some... some Riots? Some, or... some, some, some strong messages or some mm -hmm. inappropriate vocabulary. Mm -hmm. But, well, but, but, but who knows? You know, speaking about the murder of Jan Kuciak in 2018, for instance... Which again, Fito had nothing again, to do with. Fito had nothing to do and everybody, even in Slovakia, as I heard, probably that some people really believe that he personally somehow is involved in it. Uh, you know, nobody was then... The, the people just stopped stopped asking uh if he, if it really was him or not they just took it for uh, they somehow they, they 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 took it for granted so uh and they never and they never ask what would what would it have been good for Fitzo? but because mm -hmm. it actually it was just a problem for him mm -hmm. he was complete zero that time nobody i mean he really was seen as someone as a symbol of a corruption and he completely lost so he was seen as someone who politically is forever gone mm -hmm. and now he is victoriously here or victoriously he was never so strong i would say mm -hmm. and and even people who didn't vote for who didn't want to vote for him, voted for him because there was no other option. Mm -hmm. Because they they saw him as a only one. The adult in the room. Uh, the adult in the room, only mm -hmm. one responsible politician. Mm -hmm. That was my case actually. I was well, not not especially happy, but uh, yeah. Okay, and uh, do you do you are you anticipating that the people who are part of the political opposition in the parliament or in the institutions are they going to try and mobilize? I don't know the European Union, for example, to support them in order mm -hmm. to remove Fico? Because this this is the uh, what we've had the kind of conflict between the Polish government and the uh, and the European Union's institution and European Union's institutions uh, was precisely because the European Union was favoring Donald Tusk, the leader of the opposition. Yeah. And that was so clear and so obvious to everyone. It, you know, it had the contrary effect because it actually mobilized the support for law and justice even more because they thought, like people would think that this is an unjust competition like why would you have the european union behind you against the government that's been voted in yeah. by the people democratically okay that's uh... yeah maybe they will uh, they will try to do uh, something like that but you know robert fitzo he is uh, well sometimes he's nervous and sometimes he says something mm -hmm. so uh, they will they will be counting on that yeah you know? they will be count, count counting on that but 
you know, he he criticizes the European Union, he criticizes that and that, sometimes he is very anti-American uh, rhetoric, but in the same time he never forgets to reply, well, I, it's not a question for me uh, to change the status of a member of European Union, we are members of European Union, we are going to stay. So he will actually be a good member of European yeah. Union and he will also stay a good member of uh, NATO. Because even though he says uh, many things against NATO, he yeah, but but I, same, you know, you know I, he, I understand that I understand it, but I also think that this is part of uh, this is something that I'd probably um, perceive as a good thing about him because that's you know the point yeah. that a large part of the society is trying to make. I mean, I have the feeling that yeah. this is the situation. It's not so much that we want we want to be out of the European Union or we want to be out of NATO or we want to be, you know, uh, somewhere else, maybe in BRICS or whatever. Uh, the point that they're trying to make is that you don't have to follow blindly every step of the way. I mean, the yeah. people in Brussels can sometimes hear the word no. Yeah. And this is this is what yeah. they're and, and look at Orban. I mean, Orban, you can have all kinds of ideas about his, his you know, policies. Yeah. OK, you can be critical or you can be uh, you can be cheerful about it. But the point is that he's a flexible politician. He's not leaving the European Union. He's not leaving NATO. Yeah. He's just playing the card of what he refers to as national interest and the way that he perceives it. And uh, I suppose that uh, it, it's likely judging by, you know, what I've seen so far from Fico, is that he's going to follow, uh, yeah. you know, the same... Yeah, same actually, Viktor Orban was very happy seeing Fico again where he is. And, <laughs> and that's why also why Fico is labeled as someone as, as terrible as Orban. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's like you like you describe it. It's uh, And yes, it should be good even for the European Union to be sometimes criticized. But that's not how it's seen in the European Union, no. as we know. And it's not so seen in the extraordinary or exclusive yeah, extra, extra, extraordinary <laughs> uh, society. Because really the mentality of the mentality. I don't like to talk about these things like mentality. Ideology, maybe. But yeah, yeah, but the ideology, the official ideology, that that, that it, it it's very it's very childish in a way because it's either pro or against. Mm -hmm. Either you are for or against, and 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 so. Act, if you are against, if you were against NATO, now you have to be pro NATO, for instance, mm -hmm. because there is a war. And if you are. If if you vote for Fico, it means that you love him, especially. Mm -hmm. So you you have really this, no this logic, no 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 nuance. So uh, if you criticize the European Union, it means that you are against the European Union. Mm -hmm. And I'm oftenly asked, so are so so are you happy that we are in European Union? And I I always say, like Gandhi Gandhi used to say, it would be a good idea yeah. <laughs> because I I would like to be. I mean, we are members of European Union, but European Union acts like it acts. And yeah, I, yeah, that's so, the that, that's one so of the problems actually which I think is going to pop up and maybe we can uh, discuss that uh, sometime later. We will see how things unfold in Slovakia. But uh, you know what is uh, what I think is imp the important po point to make is that indeed European Union is not the same thing. Uh, that that it, uh, not the same thing that it used to be in a sense that I voted during the referendum in Poland in favor of joining the European Union. But if I were to actually vote in the same referendum today, I would vote against it because the European Union is a completely different animal right now. So uh, there is uh, there is a lot to talk about. And uh, I, I think that uh, there's uh, yeah, there's going to be some some interesting events. But absolutely. You know, in Eastern people Europe. who are talking about possible Maidanization of the Slovak politics yeah. so that uh, that the opposition would try to do everything so that there would be something like Maidan. 
Well, I actually do not think so that uh, in, in such things in Slovakia. There, there are the tendencies, but I... Well, I but they did I, attempt something like, you know, um, something along the lines of colored revolution in 2018 when they actually yeah, took down the feed. Yeah, so, yeah. so that, but I don't, I, I also, I kind of, I don't feel that Slovakia is perhaps so important for the West now to sort of uh, invest there a lot of effort in order to overthrow the government. Yeah. I think Fico is not really endangering anything. He's not a good example, maybe, mm -hmm. but he's not really endangering any kind of processes yeah. that are, you know, still ongoing. And, yeah. and, and you know, and the foreign Russia. media only speak about Slovakia when there is such problem like Fico. So actually, <laughs> so, everybody should be very happy that we are spoken about. <laughs> okay. All right. So on, on this note, a very optimistic one, uh, although a bit paradoxical, we're going to end this program. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sylvia, for uh, taking the time Thank to uh, be with us and to our viewers and listeners and readers uh, please uh, you know take uh, a while to subscribe our channel uh, to uh, hit the like button and uh, perhaps to leave a comment and uh, to share our productions uh, with your friends family uh, acquaintances and so on and so forth and to the extent that you feel you can afford it you can support us financially either by monthly subscriptions or one-off donations the links to uh, support us are in the description section of each of our videos thank you very much and see you in the next segments